0: Kwe Kwe, Tamsè, and indigenous Soki Pani Kwé My English name is Dion Nolan, and I am the Indigenous Navigator at the Southeast Regional Cancer Program. We are located in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, an area that locals call Gadarekwé. Gadarekwé is located on the ancestral lands of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee and Huron Wendat. Ani Bojo Kwe Kwe and Tanze and Sego. We have a wonderful guest today. Uh, she was born and raised, and she's chosen to stay at Tainanega Mohawk Territory. She is a daughter, a sister, and an auntie. Uh, she has a social work diploma and also a a, a psych degree. Uh, She's been with the Mohawks of the Bay of Queenie for two years. She's now the community development worker for the indigenous interprofessionary health care team. And she she looks after community needs and she develops programming and uh, shares resources. So please welcome my friend, Jamie Kring. Hi, Jamie. Hi, hey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Good. So, I just want to talk a little bit about your role as a community development worker. What exactly does that entail?
1: Okay, so um usually I'll do um, needs assessments with the communities to find out um, what kind of programming they need. Um, we were doing talking circles, so um, being able to get that connectedness to with each other and figure out like what people needed in their communities um face to face but ever since covid it kind of went to a halt um in the new year i'm going to look at reopening it even over zoom just because we still need to know um, what people need it's super hard right now because we we love having that like in-person connecting feeling when you're sharing your stories and um, making sure that you feel comfortable but yeah for now we're just going to do everything over zoom just because of covid so we've been doing lots of programming and different things that way
0: so what other things do you do in your role um i heard that you look you are a smoking cessation guru (laughs) yes yes so
1: um definitely took on smoking cessation um we are now a stop location so we are able to dispense Yay. nicotine replacement therapy to our clients and our community members. Um, as long as you're a smoker, that's the only criteria to sign up. Oh. And we, we have uh, step one, step two, and step three patches. We have um, the gum, the lozenge, the um, inhaler. So we have all kinds of different things to give to community members um, free of cost as long as they just do all the sign up paperwork.
0: Awesome. And you yeah. mentioned, uh, you just mentioned that you have been doing running programming. So what have you been doing or what are you looking to do with the programming, um, either virtually or in person? Well, that would be in the future, I guess, but uh, what have you been up to? Yeah,
1: so in the fa- past couple of months, I've been focusing on our walk or run to quit. So that's focusing on the smoking cessation, um, bringing in the activity. So it's really benefit- beneficial beneficial for um, clients to get that the running or the walking and replacement of the smoking. So they work really well together to help help them get over their cravings and withdrawal symptoms by using the walking or running uh, program as well. So that is 10 week program. We ran it from July to September and then we're doing it from September to December. Um, And then in December we're doing a self-care workshop, so it's how to deal with holiday stress, oh. me and my co-worker
0: Darcy Reed. That's awesome. Um yeah. Have you been doing anything uh, online lately with people, like uh, crafting or anything like that? Yeah, so
1: um, I just ran a workshop in October for how to make your own tobacco pouch, so it was, actually looked like these. This is a, like tobacco pouch and it's just fully leather with a little bit of fringe on the bottom
0: that's beautiful
1: yeah we had a another lady come and do the workshop with everybody online show them step by step how to do it over zoom and um then we had our other co-worker dale hill do the like cultural aspect to it so um the traditional talking about traditional tobacco and how to grow your own tobacco and the importance
0: of carrying your own tobacco. Wow.
1: Which was really, really interesting.
0: So you do smoking cessation, and we know that there's a difference between sacred tobacco and commercial tobacco, of course. Um, And anybody who's listened to my podcast knows that we've talked a lot about smoking cessation and tobacco. However, um, I know Ojibwe tobacco teachings, and I'm sure they're different than mohawk tobacco teachings i'm i'm wondering would you be able to share some of those teachings with us do you feel comfortable Uh, yeah so some of the teachings that i know
1: um is that sky woman brought tobacco down with her so that was one of the original medicines and um we use that as our way to communicate to the sky world so to our creator and to give thanks So in order to pick your medicines, or if you're going to, you know, if you just wanted to say thank you for, you know, your, the sunrise or day to day life, um, you would put that tobacco in your left hand and you would hold it tight. And then you would say your prayer, um, whether that was your opening address or whatever you felt like saying, even if it was just a couple of words to say thank you for that plant and its life and tell that plant what you're going to use it for. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, if you were going to, you know, just to say thank you for anything in your life, just to talk to the Creator. Um, And then you would offer that tobacco to the ground and say that prayer. Um, That's the main thing for me. Mm -hmm. So um, I carry my tobacco in my pouch. When I go out to get any kind of medicines, then I would offer that tobacco to the ground and say thank you for that plant and tell the plant what you're, what you're taking it for so what you're going to do with it whether it's make tea or a salve or whatever it may be.
0: And that's the same process that we follow when collecting medicines or, or harvesting anything. Uh, even animals we offer our tobacco for that as well and um, I, I love that you're saying you know tobacco is a lot of, has a lot to do with gratitude. You know, mm-hmm. and that reminds me of I'm I'm taking a course with Diane Longboat actually right now. And she was talking about gratitude and that we all of these things have been put here for us by creator and all we have to do is say thank you. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh so how do you think that we can use our tobacco during COVID-19 as a way to help us connect and help us stay grounded. Any ideas?
1: <laughs> yeah, so for myself anyway, I found um that with COVID-19, like I have a lot more time on my hands cuz I'm not, you know, going out and doing the things that are unnecessary, going shopping or um different things that are going on. Right now, everything's just more of a homebody. Um so I actually grew my own tobacco this year and it was super fun. So I don't know if people have that extra time they can grow it from seed and and Mm -hmm. watch it grow and then be able to harvest it yourself feels really nice and you feel really connected um to the plant and then you feel even more connected when you're offering those thanks because it's your own tobacco like you grew that from seed and then you harvested it and now you're putting it back into the ground again yeah for myself like with having more time, I feel like we have more time on our hands to do these things because we're not doing those busy things um, as much. So that's I, how I would say it's different for COVID-19 is you have more time to actually do those things, go out and pick the medicines that maybe sometimes you don't have time for. Right. By working from home, I would take my breaks on my lunch and, you know, you can go outside, go for a walk because you have mm-hmm. extra time when you're already at home
0: that's right and i find the same thing myself when i'm i am been working from home and i take my breaks and my lunch and go for a walk out and go see the chickens (laughs) (laughs) or or go gather medicine or go up by the sweat lodge or the sacred fire and i'm finding it's been really good for my mental health to reconnect using my medicines um do you find is that what you're finding as well it's Sounds yeah, like that. I agree.
1: It really does like purify your mind and heal your body, right? Like being able to do those things and connect to the Mother Earth and connect to the Creator makes you feel really, really good, and it does help your mental health and your physical health. I think.
0: So you mentioned you do you did a uh, tobacco pouch workshop. Would you mm-hmm. um, would you consider doing another one, or do you have any other ones coming up? Yeah. Out?
1: So I have lots of uh, the pouch kits left so i wanted to run a new, another one in the new year um the first one we had about 10 people sign up um, which was a nice intimate group because then you get to have more one-on-one with the um, speaker and, and ask more questions as well as have that help when you need it for making the pouch um, so i definitely would do it again and i like keeping it between probably like under 15 so that you can still get that um, nice connectedness feeling
0: mm. I and like if small we
1: groups. more than
0: that sorry go ahead sorry i was just saying i like small groups personally myself
1: yes, me too so i think that we would um even look at doing one or two other ones in the new year instead of just a big one
0: uh and you mentioned also that you're doing a holiday stress workshop with self-care um can yeah. you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so um my co-worker is the adult mental health worker. So together, we're kind of working on an online Zoom workshop so that people can um, learn some techniques to how they deal with holiday stress, um, talk about their holiday stress, and and give them some perspectives on how um, things can, you know, you can make things better by doing certain things. She's going to go over different techniques and do some meditation. Um, And then at the end of the workshop, we're going to hand out um, self-care baskets so that people can really take care of themselves over the holidays by you know we're gonna have different varieties of exercise equipment um wow bath bombs like coloring books candles like just different things that um we ourselves use for self-care so we figure is a good thing for other people to use whether they do or don't use it they can try
0: it so people sign up for the uh the workshop and yeah. those who attend get a basket sent to their yes. home? Is that how that works? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So either they,
1: they're delivered or they can pick them up at our office, either whatever works for them. If they um, have the transportation and they're going to be out, then they can pick it up. But if they're not, then we can deliver.
0: That's great. That's something that the Community yeah. Wellbeing Center and the IIPCT do really, really well is looking after their, their clients or patients and making sure that it's a holistic approach. So you're not just talking to them over a virtual platform like Zoom, um, but they're actually interacting with you at the same time that you're doing the talking. So again, it's that hands-on real-time brain heart love work that you're doing, right? So
1: yes, and it's it's super rewarding being able to actually talk to people and get their opinions and um, they can share their stories and sometimes those stories relate to other people's life, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really, you get really good conversation.
0: That is awesome. So Jamie, when you're talking about um, smoking cessation, you mentioned that you've got a couple of events coming up. Did you want to share those with everyone? Yeah,
1: so um, in the new year, so I think I mentioned about the walk or run to quit that I've been working on um, the last couple of months, but in the new year, we have a um, quit challenge. So it's a week quit challenge, you quit smoking for one week for a chance to win $500. So you would come in um, and I would use my uh, Smokealyzer and test your carbon monoxide levels of your in your blood and in your lungs. Oh. And that way I can see your improvement when you quit for a week.
0: Wow. So your numbers should
1: go down.
0: So what is this machine you talk about? So it's
1: called a Smokealyzer. So um, it's kind of like a breathalyzer for alcohol, but you just breathe into it and it ta- it tests the carbon monoxide that's in your blood and in your lungs.
0: Wow that's pretty, yeah that's really cool uh, that's advanced
1: <laughs> yeah so okay. i use that um so that i can show people the um improvement and that way hopefully um people will want to quit for longer than just one week and hopefully um the studies show that somebody that quit smoking for one week is more likely to quit smoking um again and continue to try and quit smoking for the rest of their life
0: oh
1: So we're really excited for that program um, and then I'll probably run the walk around to quit smoking again the next year at some point, but I'm actually really excited about doing another quick challenge. That is, um, quit added sugar challenge because a lot of people have commented on, um, the quit smoking challenges and they're like, why can't we do anything that's, um, put sugar or something else related because people that don't smoke still want to be able to try and do some kind of challenge to better their health, right? Mm -hmm. So we're also in the new year doing a quit added sugar challenge, which will be the same idea one week um, of no added sugar foods and drinks um, for a chance to win $500. That's
0: amazing. And so Can you tell us, like, what is so bad about sugar? I've heard sometimes that it's just as bad as smoking for you as far as life lengthening and shortening goes.
1: Yeah, for sure it is. Um, Sugar itself, like natural sugars that come out of fruit and those kind of things are are still okay for your body to get. It's just those added sugars so, like, that we have in um, pop or um, in different foods like cakes and... Um, all those things we buy at the restaurants, like those are the added sugars that are not Mm -hmm. good for our bodies. So, um, in the new year, we're doing a walk or run to better health workshop as well. That'll be a six week, um, program to focus on like healthier eating and what the difference of sugars are. Um, so it's a six week program to help people learn how to walk or run 5k and learn strategies to eating healthier. So some topics that we'll go over would be um, goal setting, portion control, label reading, mindful eating, and then the last week will be the choice of um, the participants. So whatever they want to learn about or talk about will be the last session. But we will be running that with a dietitian. She's from here as well. Her name's Jody John.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I just want to go back to sugar a little bit. Uh, yeah. why is it so bad for us?
1: (laughs) Well, I think personally that um, sugar is really bad for us just because, especially for indigenous people, like we are at so much more of higher risks for diabetes and and heart disease and other other things like that that affect our health. So um, by smoking and by, you know, having those added sugars and eating those ways and, you know, not doing the proper exercise, those are definitely... Um, increasing our risks for those diseases as well Um, but we have already kind of developed um, this like increased risk factor just by being indigenous so a lot of our families have higher risks of having um, diabetes or heart disease um, as well as like all indigenous people
0: Right, Um, now here's a silly question and I think I know the answer, but is brown sugar better for you than white sugar? Or Um, raw sugar better than processed sugar? Like is there a sugar that's okay for you?
1: um, I think all sugars are bad when you're adding them, but there Mm. are some sugars that are a little bit better for you, um, especially if you're diabetic. Um, But other than that, it's best to just stay away from all added sugars.
0: And what about sweeteners? Are they good or bad? Don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, would you? Did you? Would you recommend using a sweetener as an alternative, or maybe a stevia, like something that's a plant-based sweet source?
1: Yeah, I would definitely recommend that, or even honey, something oh. that's more natural as a sweetener instead of um, those added sugars.
0: Or maple syrup, maybe.
1: Yeah syrup those are some more natural options to sweeten your coffee or sweeten something that you want a little bit sweeter yeah um but yeah i'm super excited to do these workshops um in collaboration with a dietitian because she's super knowledgeable about um what's really good for our bodies and what's not and being Mm. able to find ways to replace those bad things with some healthier options
0: that's a good idea i like the idea of just of replacing instead of just abstaining of everything because it makes it a lot harder on you if you have to abstain completely from sweetness
1: (laughs) yes it does um yeah i might bring it back to smoking for a second yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: go for it i'll just cut that out
1: yeah so um in regards to quitting smoking um, being able to change your routines and um distract yourself drink more water those are all good things to replace smoking so it's really hard to just cut out smoking for people so as long as you find something to replace it whether that's cleaning out your garden or just doing gardening um if that's going out for a walk or a run um, anything that you find can help you replace this, that cigarette um Myself, I like to do like crafting. So, like if you're a smoker, maybe you can replace that with doing crafting. It keeps your hands busy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those things are really good options for helping to distract
0: yourself to keep yourself from smoking. And traditional quill work is really good because it engages your mouth and your hands. Cause the quills go in your mouth before you sew with them to soften them. Right? Well, traditionally. Oh, there you
1: go. Traditionally yeah, speaking. That's awesome. Anyways. I'll have to look into doing that for uh, one of my smoking cessation workshops to get people that would definitely keep your hands and your mouth busy, right? Mm -hmm. So for smokers, that's for sure their biggest um, hard part is to if they're really the hand to mouth motion, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to replace that with something else is definitely key.
0: Right, now speaking of crafts, things like quilling and beading, I heard that you're uh, you're having a mint making workshop
1: yes so in the end of january to february i'm doing a leather mitt making workshop so it'll be five sessions of three hours long um, with two local people um, from tynegan territory and one of the sessions will be just strictly on beading so um if they wanted to do bead work on their mittens um being showing them different techniques for beading and um, different patterns and then the other four workshop or sessions will be for making the Leathermans.
0: That is awesome. So everything's provided. And so
1: is it um, in person
0: or virtual?
1: It's virtual as well. So, um, you know, if things really change by January, then we could definitely look at doing it in person. But just, just for safety, we're doing all of our programming virtually for now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually doing that in correspondence with, um, or in collaboration with the Indigenous Victim Services. Oh, so we're, Yeah, we're both going in on that to offer it for free so that all um, people that sign up get the leather mitts um, and all the materials and stuff with no cost.
0: Wow. And
1: um, after that, we're going to look at doing a box and making one as well. That's fantastic.
0: Uh, So, Jamie, you mentioned earlier on that part of your job includes uh, assisting people with resources. Could you share a little bit about what that might include?
1: Yeah, so it's kind of any help with resources in general. So whether they need help um, with transportation, um, with um, food security, so helping them access things in our community, like the good food box, um, which is like fruits and veggies for a discounted price, um, as well as our food resource center. Um, being able to help people access those things that we already offer and then being able to help people access resources for funding so if they needed help with non-insured health benefits or a dream catcher fund or just finding funding for something that they may need um, as well as accessing forms so if there's some kind of form they need help um, accessing and filling out then i would help them with that as well so for one example is the Indian Day School forms that are right now for the claims form, um, helping community members access those forms and fill them out. So um, making sure that they're filling out the proper information and then sending them in for them. So if they had any um, needs for that, then I would help them do all that process. Great. So if anybody in the community needs help filling out those forms, by all means, contact me and I will help you.
0: Awesome. Now. You say anybody in the community. Now, what does that mean? What communities do you serve and who is eligible for your services?
1: So for our community is um, Tynanegamok territory and we also service all like, surrounding areas. It's like um, the Southeast Lynn. So it goes to Bancroft, Ardock, Kingston area, Sharbert Lake, Napanee, Deserano, Picton like all over as long as you're Indigenous then we would service you.
0: Do your clients have to be status in order for them to be eligible?
1: So right now since we don't have a whole lot of um, clients we're doing as long as you identify as Indigenous then we serve you but um, eventually I'm sure that it'll be status um, Indigenous only as well as their families so um, if mm myself is status and my family my husband and my kids are or my husband and his kids maybe aren't then we would still take on that whole family
0: oh that makes sense that's like a holistic yeah. approach to healthcare.
1: yeah we really try and focus on holistic health so even with like our nurses and our doctors when they have appointments they book them in longer they don't make them feel rushed and have to leave they want to make sure they answer all their questions and and build that rapport with them right so Um, those relationships are super important. So we want to make sure that we take the time to build them.
0: Absolutely, and that is such an important point. So how do people sign up for anything that you're doing? What's the best way to get in touch and sign up? So the best way to get in touch with me
1: is either by phone or email. So um, my phone number is 613-885-5616 is my cell phone number. Um, Our office number is 343 4780196 and my extension is 106 and um my email is cdw like community development worker so cdw at mbq-tmt.org
0: well that is awesome thank you so much for sharing everything with us and i want to say a big uh which means like the biggest thank you ever So thank you so much uh, thank you so much Jamie for coming on the show and, and sharing some time with me and I'm sure our viewers will get a lot out of what you've had to share today so miigwech
1: thank you
0: well there you have it folks another episode of Dubajimo indigenous cancer stories from the southeast I want to thank you for joining me and I hope we'll see you next time Mi and and Bama pea Cousins.